A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them, because they were troubled and abandoned, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the twelve apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these twelve after instructing them thus, Do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town. Go, rather, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. In the book of Numbers, God took Moses up to the mountaintop to see the promised land, But Moses would not be allowed to enter the land. Moses prayed that God would appoint a new leader so that the Lord's community will not be like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord then appoints Joshua, a man with a spirit of leadership, to succeed Moses. Joshua is a Hebrew name. The name in Greek is Jesus. In today's Gospel, Joshua, Jesus' heart, is moved with pity for the crowd, for they are like sheep without a shepherd. Jesus has been making his rounds in all the cities and villages, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness. Jesus began doing this ever since he returned from the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil. In the wilderness, Jesus realized that he would be hungry and powerless and that he would never be safe. Yet, he knew for certain that he was the beloved one of God. Even in the wilderness, Jesus could still hear the voice that echoed over the waters of the Jordan when the heavens were torn apart. You are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. As James Finley says, if we are absolutely grounded in the absolute love of God that protects us from nothing, even as it sustains us in all things, then we can face all things with courage and tenderness and touch the hurting places in others and in ourselves with love. Jesus' heart went out to them, for they were troubled and abandoned. 
The word abandoned can mean discarded, tossed aside, as if they have no value. Too many competing voices have drowned out the voice of God who spoke to the hearts of the Israelites at the foot of Mount Sinai. You have seen for yourselves how I bore you up on eagles' wings and brought you here to myself. You shall be my special possession, dearer to me than all other people. Henri Nouwen writes, To be chosen as the beloved of God is not a competitive, but a compassionate choice. Instead of rejecting others as less valuable, it accepts others in their own uniqueness. Long before any human being saw us, we are seen by God's loving eyes. Long before anyone heard us cry or laugh, we are heard by our God who is all ears for us. Long before any person spoke to us in this world, we are spoken to by the voice of eternal love. After Jesus, the successor of Moses, mentions prayer that the Lord of the harvest will send laborers, he calls his twelve apostles. The twelve is meant to recall the twelve tribes of Israel. The goal of their mission is a restored Israel. Jesus grants the apostles authority and credibility to engage in this mission. This authority does not come from domination, but from compassion. Compassion is the ability to see others in their giftedness, seeing giftedness and potential to the one seen, but also to the one seeing. It has to do with who we are as humans. As creatures, we are incomplete within ourselves. All of us have a role to play in forming each other. We cannot become who we are meant to be without the mediation of others. Jesus is sending the apostles to restore people's humanity, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Only those who have faced their own wounds are able to stand with the wounded in compassion and solidarity. In his book, The Wounded Healer, Henri Nouwen writes, For the compassionate person, nothing human is alien. No joy and no sorrow, no way of living and no way of dying. Making one's wounds a source of healing calls for a constant willingness to see one's pain and suffering as rising from the depth of the human condition that we all share. St. Paul argues that we can boast in our suffering because it is through suffering that we have become aware of the grace of God in which we are now standing. Not only that, Paul insists, but we also boast of God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Jesus sends the disciples out for their own good, as much as for the good of the world. We will only comprehend how much God has given us by giving it to others. Jesus is sending this ordinary group of people to help heal all those 
who have forgotten who they are, all the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The disciples are not to teach, but only to give as a gift what they have received as a gift. In words often attributed to St. Francis when he sent his friars into the world, preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words. Jesus has that incredible gift of looking at another with hope. Jesus is looking at us with such eyes, reminding us of God's overwhelming love and faithfulness. Like the apostles, we too are sent to continue the ministry of Jesus. The American Reformed theologian Reinhold Niebuhr gives a helpful framework for the scope of our mission. Nothing that is worth doing can be achieved in our lifetime. Therefore, we must be saved by hope. Nothing which is true or beautiful or good makes complete sense in any immediate context of history. Therefore, we must be saved by faith. Nothing we do, however virtuous, can be accomplished alone. Therefore, we are saved by love. No virtuous act is quite as virtuous from the standpoint of our friend or foe as it is from our standpoint. Therefore, we must be saved by the final form of love, which is forgiveness.